And if you tuned in to Barbara earlier this morning, Barbara Friedman, um, and she was talking about these uh, geese that were apparently drowned. They were sedated. They were given bread that sedated them, and then they were killed en masse. Now, I'm going to replay the audio of the lady who's been watching all of this, and some people were in hysterics saying that these birds are drowning. Just take a listen again. This is not animal anti-cruelty! Look at them! Look at them! They're drowning! They're drowning! How can you do this? Look at them! Oh my God. Look at them! Barbara saw the video and she says you could clearly see that the birds were struggling. And I'm sorry, uh, invasive species or not, I couldn't give a damn. Um, You know, one needs to do things in a manner which does not cause distress to any animal, whether they're invasive or not. So I thought I'd get Melinda Abram from the SBCA. We've spoken to... Um, for for over the last couple of years to just venture thoughts on this because I believe the SPCA was there at at some point. Belinda, a very good morning. Good morning, Kino, and good morning to all the listeners. So that was quite harrowing. It was, Kino, and you know, culling is never an easy thing for any party involved, um, especially the SPCA, because we believe that every living creature has intrinsic value and is a sentient being. But we can't allow our own natural aversion to the process to prevent us from being there for the animals at that time. Um, and our mandate then is to ensure that there are no contraventions of the Animals Protection Act, which is our mandate. Um, well, I mean, what does, what, what does the Animal Protection Act say about drowning birds? So the Animals Protection Act in this case, um, if you look at the definition of an owner, it, it defines anybody as, the owner if they are in control of that animal. So even though these are wild animals at this time, because they are being handled and being placed under the control of people, the APA provides. Um, But in this particular instance, our our team was on site to monitor the entire process. Um, And we actually, no observations at all were, were made with regards to any ducks that had drowned or died as a result of the sedation. Um, and our team was quite satisfied that the birds were being captured as quickly as possible, being placed into boxes, being transported to a vehicle, and that there was no unnecessary delay in dispatching the vehicle to the euthanasia site. And, of course, the vehicle made frequent trips to the nearby location, um, and a wildlife veterinarian was present at the euthanasia site. So, you know, we did have a look at the content of the video, and, you know, during the capture, we didn't observe any birds being pushed under the water or being thrown into the boxes or being handled inhumanely. Um, We do understand, however, and we sincerely appreciate how much this person cares about about animals. That's very, very clear. And we do completely understand how something like this could affect an animal lover. Were any of those birds under distress? So... I would imagine that this process would create a level of 
of distress. But the, the way the process was conducted was done in a way to cause the least amount of distress possible. Um, you know, it's never a nice process. But our regards with our role with regards to the Mallard control operation is with regards to the to monitoring the handling, the capture and the transport. And then of course to ensure that the euthanasia is carried out humanely and that the APA is not contravened. So in terms of the SPCA's ex expectations, you know, there's nothing that we can do to stop a culling process, particularly when you know, we have to accept conservation efforts when they serve a greater good, which in this case is to protect our indigenous waterfowl. So there's nothing that the SPCA can do aside from monitor the process. We had no very real concerns. The only recommendation that we did make in writing to the service provider was to say that please have additional resources next time to facilitate a speedier retrieval of the birds from, from bodies of water in the future. So, Okay, so um, let's talk about that, though, because... Um, yes. How long were those birds? Uh, actually, before we do that, what was the, what did the process entail? So the process entails um, the ducks being given sedation um, by means of some laced bread. So they would they would have to be fed that bread, and then you know a person can't prevent them from going back into the water. You can't prevent them from flying away, but you do have to put processes in place to prevent this from happening. So in as far as possible, that was prevented. But you are always going to have cases where, where one or two have taken to the water. To try and drive them back on land or to get them out of the water is going to be stressful in itself. So we have to consider what is the most humane thing to do in those in, in those matters. So, so the birds would be sedated with some laced bread, and once the sedation has taken effect, then they would be captured, transported to the euthanasia site, and then the euthanasia would be carried out by a qualified individual. And how did that in, euthanasia take place? It would generally be a cervical dislocation, um, although at this stage I don't actually have that information, Kina. Okay. I mean, it is distressing. Um, and uh, what, what, what's, what would have stopped other birds from eating the bread? So there is nothing to stop them from eating the, eating the bread. But what is done is that all sedated birds are taken in. So not only the, the birds for, for euthanasia, but also those that have been affected by the sedation. And they would be taken away to a site, allowed to recover, and then returned. I'm pausing. I'm just thinking about this. I'm just, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I have to ask myself what role we play as human beings when it comes to keeping those birds around and encouraging them to do what yeah. they do through feeding them, not disposing of our waste effectively, etc. Correct. You know, I think as people, we do have a lot to answer for. And in this particular instance, according to the estate manager, the city of Cape Town and NCC, the residents were informed that the operating operation was going to be taking place. The, the reasoning was explained. And they were particularly asked not to feed the ducks at the dam. And, and this is one of the reasons why their living arrangements were being compromised. Um, it's, it's never a good thing to continue to feed a wild population. Well, I can think of a couple of human beings I'd love to give the bread to, Belinda. But um, I suppose you can't say stuff like that, can you? Um, but I want to thank you very much for your time and, and, and giving us your perspective on things. Thank um, you for giving um, us the opportunity. You know. Absolutely. And people are going, 
no one, including the SPCA, has the right to kill innocent wild animals. They didn't kill anybody. They didn't kill the animals. They were observing whether or not this is being done in a humane manner. So I think that is the key. Um, this is the key uh, differentiator. Yeah, and cervical dislocation means breaking their necks. Is that right? Correct. Yes. So, how many birds? I'm not sure of the count, Kino. Um, so, but, but, I'm just yo, I'm just thinking about that now. Because if so individually these necks would be broken by human be- by human beings. I, a qualified veterinarian, you know. One veterinarian. So, yes, and I mean it. It sounds um, horrendous, as do many methods of euthanasia. However, they are founded in science and and found to be the most humane way to euthanize a specific species. I mean, can't they be shot? Is that more painful? You know, I had this discussion with a, with a veterinarian a little while ago to say, and particularly around the euthanasia of large mammal species, is that not a kinder way? Um, you know, and they were quite clear on their response when they said, no, it's not. Okay, well, Belinda Abram, thank you very much for tuning in, for, for, for uh, joining us on it. It's never an easy conversation to have. No. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, I, it still leaves a very, very bitter taste in my mouth, but I just want to thank you for the good work that you guys do in general and uh, for also taking the stances that you have. Um, and and thank yeah, you, thank Tina. you very much for joining us on the show. Thanks for having us. That is Belinda Abram from the Cape of Good Hope, SPCA.